are listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? I'm well. Delighted to be here, actually, Jeff. It's uh, good to be chatting again. It is. It is, for sure. Looking forward to uh, today's guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I find uh, today's conversation just to be really quite refreshing. Um, there is so much of the kind of, if you will, the the chatter that you hear uh, between manufacturers and distributors uh, uh, as it relates to e-commerce is often played out through um, basically manufacturers. Um, using e-commerce as a way to potentially, or it's concerned that they may use it to circumvent their, their distribution channel. And today's guest just kind of turns out on the, on its ear. So I, I love that. Yeah. I think anything that, uh, anytime we have an opportunity to talk about a different perspective on that manufacturer distributor online relationship and, uh, you know, the, the potential for conflict resolution through just thinking about it a bit differently. It, it's always really refreshing. Yeah, yeah. So let, let, let's, get, let's get to it, you know. Let's get into it, yeah. So joining us today is Jeff Berkume. Jeff is the Director of CX Marketing at Berry Global. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Jeff. Thanks. Pleasure to be here. Jeff, it's going to be um, an odd one. I mean, I guess the good news is, is that as long as I call everyone Jeff, I'm going to be right. <laughs> uh, in this show, but uh, who knows how this is going to bounce back and forth here. But I suppose you should probably assume that if I ask a question to Jeff, it's probably to you. <laughs> probably so. I mean, I am I'm currently working on a project where there are actually four Jeffs. It's embarrassing. Well, you're making it worse now because I said it would normally be for Jeff Bercoom, and then you actually chime in and answered the question, and now nobody knows anything. There wasn't the question. Uh, in jeopardy. Ah. <laughs> well, let's agree that it's a great name, which is why we have these kinds of problems. 100%. And um, yeah, it's funny. I the team I'm on right now, um, it's a small team. There's just a handful of us, five of us, and the the finance teammate that I have, his name is also Jeff, and he's been with uh, Barry Global for you know a couple decades. So we refer to him as Jeff One, and I am Jeff Two. So I am happy to um, continue that pattern and be referred to as Jeff Do. I think it's fitting in this context. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the. Uh, I, I love this. It's a small team, only five of us and two Jeffs. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, I, I had a university where I worked with a Jeff Brown and a Jeff Rye. So we were brown bread, rye bread, and white bread. It was really easy. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. Without further ado, without further ado, uh, Jeff, too. Then uh, <laughs> why don't we start by introducing us to um, yourself uh, and Barry slash uh, Ladon, kind of those two hats that you wear from a brand perspective as well. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm the director of marketing, director of CX marketing for um, the the customer experience project that we've embarked on at Barry. Um, Ladon, I'm, I'm, I'm native to the Ladon brand within Barry. Ladon was acquired by Barry about two years ago. I was the director of marketing for the Ladon, uh, for Ladon, and now we're a product line 
within the engineered materials division of Barry. So um, our project, the CX project, customer experience project um, that I'm working on is largely focused on, in the short term, exporting some of Ladon's best, best practices to um, a similar product line within Barry. Um, and simultaneously from there, we're looking at other opportunities to improve the customer experience within our division as well. And for those who don't know, Barry is fill in the blanks. Yeah, Barry is a $13 billion um, publicly traded manufacturer of all things plastics. Um, we've got um, a, a division that sells hygiene, so PPE in particular, made a whole bunch of masks in the past six months. Um, another division sells consumer products, so you know, think about your yogurt cups, um, your shampoo bottles, things like that. And the division that I'm in, we manufacture all types of industrial products and uh, tape, films, sheeting for agricultural construction. Um, the, 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 buzz, the buzz phrase is any given person touches a berry product 33 times a day. Uh, that's how much we've manufactured for everybody. <laughs> That's very cool. That's a, That's a massive influence. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A broad portfolio. Yeah. So look, let's uh, let's narrow in a bit because I know that the Ladon acquisition is somewhat recent for Barry. Um, and it's really the Ladon approach to um, a, a kind of a distributor first model that we wanted to kind of chat through a bit, uh, especially how that comes to life online. Um, and I think, uh, Jeff, that all really started with the founding of Ladon, didn't it? Yeah, so the origin story. Uh, as I've come to understand it, Paul, who was the founder of Ladon, um, he just wanted to start a company and decided that it was going to be in polyethylene films. Started out as a single location manufacturer of plastic bags, and plastic tubing and sheeting. And at first, like any manufacturing company, there's a lot of pressure to fill your capacity, make sure that your lines are running, the people that you're employing to run those lines are actually manufacturing the goods that you sell, um, as opposed to say, you know, sweeping the floor while the lines are idle. So at first, you know, Paul was willing to sell to anybody. And then I think it became evident that selling through distribution was really the most efficient use of, um, the strategy of Ladon. So Paul was able to focus on manufacturing and servicing distributors while distributors were, were able to um, you know, be the selling arm of Ladon and its manufacturing capabilities, as well as engineer the solutions for the end user. They have the subject matter expertise on applications. And so our challenge became to educate distributors on what our manufacturing capabilities are so that when they're in the field selling, um, they, they can leverage our capabilities without LeDon uh, salespeople having to ever engage with the end user on whether or not you know, that product will work. We lean on the distributor for that. And this kind of distributor first model has really extended itself online in recent years. I mean, when you look at Ladon, it um, uh, at, you know the Ladon.com. It seems a, a, 
incredibly uh, robust platform for distributors. How long has this been um, kind of in this type of current iteration, if you will? How long have you been at this? The, the website was started in the 90s. And you know there was already 15 years of distributor-focused work before any of that um, that knowledge made its way or manifest itself onto an e-commerce website. So you know it's been a long time. This is the third iteration of the website. Uh, we actually call it Ladon 3.0 internally. And yeah, you're right. Everything about it is geared toward the workflow of a distributor starting with the fact that it's password protected. So we vet anyone who wants to do business with Ladon to ensure that they truly intend to resell the products that we sell them. Um, and that, you know, that has built a lot of trust over the years between our partners, our distributor partners and Ladon. Um, and then all the tools that are inside that website once a distributor logs in come from a, an understanding of the nature of their work, the pain points of their work, and and largely, the tools have been built to either augment or complement mm -hmm. the tools that they have internally in their own native ERP systems. And in, in in many instances, we know that the website is doing things on the distributor's behalf that actually represents a hole in the capability of their own ERP system. So I, I always think about it in three ways. Ladon has roots in manufacturing and therefore is able to program a website to reflect our manufacturing capabilities, provide an instant price on what um, is being quoted as well as an accurate lead time. So that's the first part, understanding manufacturing. The second part is a deep understanding of the work of our customers, which are distributors. And then the third part was the ambition to become an e-commerce company and to hire, develop, hire developers and programmers who can take our manufacturing understanding and our distributor understanding and bring it to life on a website um, so they can transact um, their e-commerce work. You know, I love everything that you just said, and I somehow find my mind, and I don't know, um, Jeff White, if you're with me on this or not, but I, I can't get past the, um, the, 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 the kind of the route to functional optimization of the e-com platform being identifying holes in their ERP functionality. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly part of uh, what has me just wondering how that came to life and, and uh, and how you went about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, it's just a great way of looking at it and saying this is their world and we understand it so well, the job they have to do, that we actually can find the points of friction in their relationship with their ERP, knowing that these distributors don't all run the same ERP, of course, and then build out tool sets online to help fill those gaps. Yeah, so, and, and for what it's worth, I wasn't there for this. <laughs> so I'm sharing... Um, you know, age-old mythology. And I don't think that anyone set out to really audit the typical ERP system of a distributor and find those holes. I think it was more, you know, what what are the pain points of the work of a distributor? Where is their friction? And how do we build a system that will enable them to be more successful? Uh, and we know if we can do that, our business with them becomes stickier. We're a more appealing partner to them. 
Um, and I think maybe by accident is overstating it, but along the way, what ends up happening is you're augmenting, sup, uh, supplementing, or filling in holes in their ERP system. Mm. And so that's some of the feedback we get. Also understand that so many of our customers who are distributors started out as just a handful of people that felt like they could provide some subject matter expertise to end users and also felt that they could build relationships with suppliers. And so an ERP system, that doesn't even exist yet when you're a small company like that. Um, and many of our customers are that, that small type of, um, that small type of outfit. So they just don't have the uh, the capability internally or haven't grown to the point where they, they feel the need to implement something so massive as an ERP. I, I love that. But I, I also, I don't want to lose sight of something else. And I'm sure Carmen kind of rolling his eyes that I would be bringing this up. But you know, I really love that you brought in developers and, and people within your company to seeing the e-commerce platform as being so important as to not be left to an outside uh, vendor in order to provide because you know it really is a core capability to be able to to lead and direct and be agile with the with the development of that how was that in terms of bringing those kinds of team members in was it difficult to recruit for how did how did people fare yeah no, i think we have a pretty well uh it's a pretty robust team of web developers and um you know, an IT team that's pretty large given our size and the fact that we're a manufacturing company that makes polyethylene film. Um, as far as, I, you know, I think anyone that works in IT and deals with third-party applications all have the experience of, oh, wow, there's so, this is an appealing path, right? This, this tool is already built and they all come with some um, promise of customization and whether they live into that probably depends on the brand and, and the product itself. I know for, for our purposes, it was really difficult always to find third party tools that were able to meet really, you know, the, the goals of a given project. One example of that, we have a tool on Ladon.com called Print Designer. So essentially it's a, a what you see is what you get tool that allows the distributor to put artwork onto film. Think you've probably seen suffocation warnings, um, for example, as the, that's the type of printing that we're talking about. Um, but it gets more complex than that and it gets customized. And this is a terrible process. This is an example of our customers would tell us, wow, it is so difficult to get a quote and place an order for a printed bag and when I do half the time I don't like the way it looks and it doesn't look the way I expected it to look. So we set out to build this tool called Print Designer that really functions the same way any sort of graphic editor would and um, makes sure that the customer can visualize what it is that they're quoting, what it's going to look like as a finished product. And when we went looking for third-party tools that could do that, um, it was, it, it didn't work out. I think we started out with a third party company and got pretty long, pretty far along before we had to pretty much start over. And, um, that's been the experience I think with many of the goals for the website. And so we just have a really capable group of developers who do it all themselves and create the exact tools that we want. 
Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash sample ABM. You know, effectively is what you've done is you've created Canva for, you know, manufacturers who want to design their own packaging. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah, exactly. It, it works a lot like uh, Vistaprint would for making your own business card. The challenge that we have, and this is why it was so difficult to find a third party um, that could help us, is the number of permutations for our product, the width, the length, the depth, the colors, um, just the general construction of our product, it changes every single time. So it's not like a, a business card. It's pretty much the same size always. Um, it was just that much more complex, that, that canvas that we're trying to provide. So yes, in summary, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. I wonder too, and I mean, I've done, as somebody who was trained as a graphic designer, I've done packaging designs and, and all of that. Are you able to take the output of that platform and print directly with that? Or do your does your team of producers still have to rebuild this? I realize I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but I find it very interesting. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, it creates a, a technical drawing right on, the, right on the spot. So that's one of the things that... Um, you know, the result of the customer designing that project on our website gives us the, the technical drawing that we would need to then go make it. And honestly, I think this, this leads to another really interesting thing. Um, and maybe I can sort of bring the conversation in this direction. If you prefer not to go there, that's, that's, that's great. We don't, Ladon does not have the ability to actually manufacture that printed bag that I just described. And this is just another part of the evolution of the website. What we came to realize is that we built a, a, a tool that is uniquely powerful, the website itself. And most manufacturers, other partners that we have don't have this front end tool. And the, the plant manager might also be the top salesperson. So what we set out to do is say, okay, we've built this great online e-commerce website and our customers tell us over and over again that it's so easy to use, but you only sell sort of a limited assortment of products compared to the, the wide array of products that a distributor actually needs to purchase. So they have a great experience on Ladon.com and then they need to go source some other type of product that Ladon doesn't sell and they're back to the fax machine. So what we set out to do was let's go find manufacturing partners who fit the bill of really good at manufacturing, perhaps a smaller outfit that don't have a great website and who might not have a fully rounded out sales team. And let's program our website and commercialize their manufacturing capabilities so that we can sell their products and they can make them. We do what we do well, which is sell manufacturing products, products that are manufactured, and they go do what they do well, which is to manufacture those products. So um, 
perfect example. Customers told us all the time, getting a printed bag is a real hassle and it goes wrong. And I never know what it's going to look like. Half the time I need to return it or it's out of spec because at the quoting phase, we weren't all on the same page. But Don builds print designer. We get a whole bunch of quotes for printed bags and we partnered with manufacturers who have those printing capabilities. So we then source those jobs to them. So I don't know, I think it's a, when you have that website, it puts you in a position um, to, to become more of a marketplace as opposed to just. Uh, Man, I think that is, a, I think that's just brilliant. I think that's fantastic. How many manufacturing partners would you have um, uh, in, in that kind of uh, scenario? I'd be on the right, I know you see yeah. We have a few, yeah, we have, a, we have more than a few dozen, yeah. um, certainly some primary partners along the way, but you know, just more broadly, I think it's an interesting conversation that there isn't necessarily a demand problem in our industry. It's more of a capacity problem. And I think that probably resonates with any manufacturer, especially smaller ones, because when you were growing, and when you are thinking about investing in manufacturing assets, that's a big deal. That comes back to the problem that Paul had when he started the company, which was, I need to take any and all orders because I don't want to pay people to sweep the floors while lines are idle. Um, so what ends up happening is it's like, oh, are we going to invest in that new asset? And these conversations happen around the dinner table because it's a family business. And it's a huge risk to, to spend um, capital when you're a small manufacturing company. So one minute you've one minute you've got so much work that you need to invest in capacity and it's hard to plan around when there's a drop off. And so what our our website, what this marketplace model is attempting to do is help smooth capacity across the industry. So on any given day, one of our manufacturing partners who we vetted to become a supplier for the website we come to them with an order in hand. The order has already been placed, but we don't yet know who's going to make it. So we end up going to these partners and if it's, it happens to be that moment where they're extremely busy, then they don't take the order. But if it's a moment where they're worried about having their manufacturing staff uh, being idle, well, that's a great time for them to take what amounts to lower margin work because we're splitting the profit, right? Um, and they take that order because it makes sense to them in that moment. And the more suppliers we have, the more this model works. Um, so yeah, I, I find it to be just an absolutely fascinating way to leverage what once was a website for a manufacturing company that now has become a marketplace that tries to address a capacity problem that many manufacturers are very familiar with. I, uh, I think that's uh, that's incredible. And the notion of not having a demand problem, but rather a capacity problem. And I would say the one thing that you've highlighted in your work here is that there was also a service problem. And by filling in that um, that gap via LaDon.com, um, um, yeah, the, the, the impact is massive. It's just a, 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 and it's not something that I think people imagine as they start down the e-commerce route, you know, they don't, uh, they're not eyes wide open to that potential happy little accident that comes up. Yeah, and I think it's it's an example of the ways that B2C brands have helped pave the way. So I don't know how many people place orders on Amazon and get concerned about who manufactured it. 
does Amazon manufacture it? Because if Amazon doesn't manufacture it, I don't want to place orders on Amazon for things Amazon doesn't manufacture. Like, we don't have that thought. And similarly here, it's like, oh, this is kind of a foreign concept. We know that Ladon manufactures stuff, and now they're selling things that they don't manufacture. Well, you know, Amazon has sort of chipped away at the belief that an e-commerce vendor needs to be the manufacturer of all that they're selling. So thanks, Amazon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they, it, it's it's true. It just doesn't, um, um, you know, we can get in our own way a lot. Like you say, you can have that assumption like, oh, well, you know, people aren't going to like it if we don't uh, if we if, if we don't manufacture it all. And not only that, but when you're talking about actually guaranteeing the kind of soft proofing kind of scenario where people are uploading artwork and designing in your platform, and then they're expecting it uh, to output accurately, most people that the the dot that they would be connecting in the middle of that would be, well, yeah, I can make sure that it's right because I'm making it. And in this case, your next thing out of your mouth was, yeah, we're not making it either. <laughs> Right. But I think it does, you know, one of the things that you talked about around, you know, the origin story and, and really trying to understand your customers and then moving into e-commerce because it makes a lot more sense for the distributors that you work with. You know, this isn't this isn't necessarily a manufacturing led thought process. It's a it's a people led process process where you're you know you're you're thinking of what are the th what are the pain points people have in these processes and and how are we equipped to help given our unique capabilities at Ladon and Barry I, I think it's fascinating yeah it's it's definitely uh, you say you know kind of a people first we we articulate it as customer first how do we be as outwardly focused as we possibly can at all times so that we're developing our value proposition around the needs that we've come to understand of our customers. Um, so that's really, you know, that's that's sort of in our DNA to be externally focused like that. Um, you know, the marketplace model that I just described, it predates being acquired by Berry, and the beauty of it is that that infrastructure is already in place to now leverage the manufacturing capabilities of one of the best manufacturers in the world. So. Um, it, it's just a beautiful sort of scenario as it's played out. Not only is the website, um, you know, sort of an added element of service for Berry products, but Berry is so good at manufacturing. Um, that's the core competency. And we're now, able, we had now have access to those product lines and those brands and those products. So um, it was sort of like, that, that was certainly a happy accident, the way that all worked out. For sure. And I mean, to turn it the other way, they, they now have access to you and, and your capabilities and, and understanding, which, which I have to, uh, you know, obviously they saw the value in it. Otherwise, they would not have acquired it. But, you know, I, I have to imagine you're having some really interesting conversations with people who are just really excited to bring the Ladon experience to their Barry brand. Yeah, for sure. Um, I can remember as far back as the actual uh, management meetings where we were presenting the Ladon, um, you know, the Ladon business to potential investment partners, with Barry being one of them. And the first meeting that we had with with Barry, they referred to us as a techquisition, which I don't know if that's a real word, but it's the perfect word uh, to describe really. Um, 
we've learned so much from Barry about how to manufacture better, how to run a better plant. And, um, you know, that's, that's by when you, when you learn about mergers and acquisitions in a textbook, you, you learn about how important it is to make sure that, you know, it's a good, a, a, a partnership that makes sense and that fits. And I think in this case, yeah, we, Ladon brings an e-commerce understanding that, um, I think is ahead for our entire industry. And we're able to now use that information to um, improve Berry. And likewise, Berry is so good at manufacturing and running plants and operations and supply chain. And these are all things that Ladon has benefited from immensely. Jeff, I think it's just a fantastic story. And I thank you for sharing it with us today. Uh, I, I just, um, you know, I can't help but think for there, there's a number of manufacturing marketers listening to this that are working in categories that haven't yet experienced this kind of innovation. And, and I mean, it's sitting out there to be claimed. Uh, we, we know that there are, you know, incredible online marketplace success stories covering everything from aerospace parts to steel <laughs> and everything in between up to and including um uh plastic films etc so it's just it's a it, it's with it, it, people that are kind of sitting there in, um, in in a manufacturing enterprise thinking that all the innovation happens on the b2c side uh, I, I think you're a real uh, testament to the fact that that's not the case yeah i think that's true or if i if i think about it differently that innovation that's happening on the b2c side becomes the way our customers at work are conditioned um, to think about buying experiences. They shouldn't have to park their expectations about what it means to buy stuff once they get to work. So if B2C is making um, improvements in the buying experience, we should at least shamelessly steal and borrow, right? Yeah, absolutely. Or as you have done, just simply understanding that that those expectations have changed, and therefore you can you can leverage that understanding and those expectations into something new. Um, and sure, it has B two C elements to it, and you know, people could see parallels between Ladon and maybe a B two C experience in Amazon. But there are also some you know fundamental business differences underlying them all too. And um, I just think it's a, it's a fantastic story. Yeah, if I could just you know make make that final point. Um, We've talked about how a B2C website might present customer preferences where you you note that this is a gift and that might change the way it's packaged or the way it's delivered. On the B2B side, yeah, the businesses are, there's a, a, a bunch of differences. We need to provide tools to our customers to make sure that the pallet heights fit inside their warehouses or how do we handle price discrepancies when a purchase order is placed for um, a price that's just off? Different customers have different preferences as to how to handle those things. What carriers would you like to use or, or, or um, what, what are your carrier preferences? So there's a million things that we have to address because it's B2B that a B2C website might not um, be saddled with. Certainly they have their own unique challenges, but. Yeah, there, there are some differences that create layers of complexity that um, amount to big projects to solve. Well, I, I think it's really cool that you're, uh, that you're taking the reins and trying to solve these, big, these bigger problems for manufacturers and distributors. Jeff, it's been phenomenal having you on the show. Thanks very much for joining us. 
Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring.